Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly <laughs> show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Gentlemen, this week I was uh, in the gym. Uh, actually, hey. a couple of days ago, and uh, yeah. I was uh, my personal trainer said to me, "We're gonna do Tabatas today," and I just <laughs> shook my head because <laughs> she knows I absolutely hate Tabatas, right? So I'm sure we're gonna get into that today because today we're gonna be talking about how to get started, and I would not recommend uh, for anybody getting started in exercise to start with Tabatas. Right. Tabatas is my favorite. I know. I know it is your favorite. I just got this new timer that's just specifically for timing Tabata exercises, and so I'm kind of obsessed with them. Anytime I get a new toy like that, I just start using it all the time. So Tabatas are great. It's funny that you know, Brett, you have the favorite toys as a, pa- a Tabata timer. Like our favorite toys for day one, I would be like a new iPad or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is a timer for yeah, Tabata yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, mine can time 20 seconds and then 10 seconds and then 20 seconds again. It's pretty amazing. You you do know there's an app for that, right? <laughs> hey, I've got one of those. I didn't know that was for Tabata training. I've got that same sort of thing. Well, listen, guys, this, this episode, we're really focusing on trying to get people started. I know there's a lot of questions in, you know, in my practice and I'm sure in all our practice, trying to think, like, why do I get started? You know, how do I get started with exercise without actually injuring ourselves? Because that's the most important question because there's a lot of unfit people, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who want to get into exercise. They know they need to exercise, but... You know, unfortunately, they don't start because of various reasons. We're going to just get into that. So why do you think, Brett, that some of your clients or some of, you know, all the chiropractors, you know, whether it be medical doctors or whatever clients that, that are around, do they not start exercising? Well, I think there's two things. I think there's people not starting exercising and there's people not continuing exercising. And so I think a lot of people, you know, pretty much everyone you've spoken to has started exercise at some stage or other. Um, And so the key is to be able to do it in a way that allows you to keep doing it and to keep exercising. And I think the biggest problem for both of those, the biggest solution for both those problems is that most of the time people will try and take on too much at once. You know, people will want to go from look, I don't do any exercise right now, I've got to get into it, I've got to get fit. And so in order to get fit, I should be exercising you know, five times a week and doing this crazy exercise and a boot camp and a, you know this and that and the other. And what they end up doing is trying to make it too big a deal. And, and there's two problems with that. One is that it actually just seems overwhelming and you never actually get started. Um, and the second problem is that if you do actually get started, um, then your chances of maintaining that for any more than about three weeks are, is pretty slim. You know, for the vast majority of people, they'll do that for a couple of weeks. They'll start to get burnt out, fatigued, injured, whatever it is, um, and they're going to end up back doing as much as, if not less than, they were doing when they first started. Mm. So I think the key is here, and this is what we're going to talk about today, is how you can actually chunk it down, make it a bit more bite-sized, make it a bit more you know, usable so that you actually succeed at it and can, can keep progressing and keep getting better and better rather than feeling like you're failing and, and going back and sort of quitting and going right back to the start. What about you, Damo? What do you think? What are some of the challenges for your clients to, to get started? Well, I reckon, LT, there's just so much information out there and so many different opportunities for people to use to engage in some kind of exercise. And it seems now that, 
you know, where we used to do a 3K run and that used to be a big deal, it became then a 5K fun run. Well, the fun runs now are 10Ks and many people are now training for 15K, you know, women's classics and then going, well, I'm going to do a half marathon next year. So the, the bar's been raised so many people feel the pressure that, hey, well, you know, no longer is it good enough just to do a 3K or a 5K, you've got to go and do a 15K. So next we're all going to say, oh, you know, next week I'm going to do a marathon. We'll be like Brett. We'll wake up in our, you know, on a Sunday morning and go for an ultra marathon. You know, it'll be those sorts of things. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, people going, my gosh, where do I start? The other thing is, too, that you've got shows like The Biggest Loser mm. um, where these people go from zero to hero overnight, it seems. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's this perception that if people go and exercise like a crazy person, then they're going to, you know, get these amazing results. And, of course, you know, you've got to keep it in, in, in mind that this is reality television and it's not all done in the timeline that uh, the TV shows it in. Yeah, it's reality and, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a warped reality show. I think that's what yeah. it should well, be. Well, they forget that, you know, we all have jobs, right? <laughs> it's reality television yeah. that, that they're working, their exercise is their job. You know, the way they're, yeah. they're you know, performing and, and exercising and eating, that's their job on the show. You know, that we, ha- we each have our, obviously, our lives, our families to dedicate to. And so we got to work around those type of schedules as well. I think that's another thing why people don't exercise is because they don't have the time. You know, we're all getting busy. And uh, we're all finding less and less time to actually focus on doing the things that we need to do. And I think I find a lot of people says, you know, I want to exercise. We have, you know, New Year's is a perfect example where we go, yes, I'm going to exercise three times a week this year, right? And uh, yeah. but the three times a week is three <laughs> times a week. It's but they don't specify, you know, what day and a specific time. And yeah, we've done an episode on that. And they just go, okay, I'll do it. And sometimes it just might be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But you know, by the end of Monday, it's like, oh, I'm too tired. You know, I'll just do it on Wednesday. You know, yep. once they come to, oh, I'm just too tired. I'll do it on Friday, and you end up, you know, already failing in your first week, and you don't, you don't continue. Which Brett, you just mentioned, is one of the the biggest problems of uh, continuing exercise. So, this episode is really giving you some of those tips and strategies on how you can get started properly without injuring yourself, and to staggering it in a way that will provide the best benefit for you. And I know a lot. Of, there's a lot of people out there. I know if you're not, if you're exercising, that's great. But I'm sure you know someone who needs help in um, getting them started and, and actually just getting them moving. So let's start off with the first thing, uh, Brett. Let's start with you about the mindset of how to get started properly. What do you think, what are the top tips for getting the, the right mind in gear? Oh, I think the top tip for getting your mind in gear is really just that you have to get your head around just starting. <laughs> like, like it doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how easy, it's just actually getting your head to start. You know, like, like so quite literally, I will say to people, you know, even if all you can do is get up in the morning and put your sneakers on, like just at least do that. Um, so it's kind of getting your head around the idea that it's okay to start small and just to do something and that, that something, no matter how small, no matter how silly it seems, no matter how insignificant it means, that something is better than nothing. I think that's mm. probably the first spot you need to start with the mindset. Mm, good point, Brett. Uh, Damon, what do you think? What's, uh, do you have to add anything to that mindset part? Well, yeah, I think that's that's spot on. Again, just making sure you get some kind of a start. Uh, I think that's really, really important. But the other thing is to, uh, I suppose, know what you already know you can do or do what you know you can already do. So, you know, don't go out there and try and, you know, bust it up and try and do 50 push-ups and then 50 sit-ups and then, you know, jog on the spot for another 25 minutes. If you know that you're going to be able to go for a walk around the block, then just block out that time so that, 
it's a walk around the block just to kick off. Or maybe you just know that instead of jumping in the car, you should actually walk down to the local shops and just pick up the milk or whatever you're going to go buy. So you incorporate that exercise into a daily routine so that it, you, at least you know at that time of the day, then you're going to rock on and, and go and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that you know that you can do. And then as you get more confident with spending that time in your exercise, like that is your exercise time, then get a little bit more adventurous. So instead of just walking to the shop, maybe walk one um, power pole and, and jog the next and then walk one power pole and jog the next. And you might just find that you start to enjoy that sort of stuff. Yeah, fantastic. I think another thing is to, I think, is to know your personality. You know, if you're a type A personality, typically you're going to want to be the guy who just going to go out strong in that first week. And yeah. those are the people that are prone to injury. We, those are the weekend warriors that we call them. Um, and they're the ones who go, all right, I'm going to start exercising. And you just bust out 10Ks or, if you know, whatever. And you're just going to go out full tilt. And the next day, you can't move. And you go, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then the next day, you're still recovering. <laughs> and the third day, you're still recovering. Well, there goes your three days a week, right? So um, <laughs> those type A personalities, you got to know your personality that, you know, you got to pull back a little bit. But if you're the opposite way, the, the other type of personalities where people are, you know, that need a bit of motivation, need a bit of a kick in the butt, then you kind of need to push a little bit more than you're comfortable with. Okay, so I think you got to challenge, you got to know that person because if you don't, then you're just going to go, I don't know, I'll just stand out there and walk around the block. And you think that, you know, walking around for five minutes is good enough because I'm like, that's more than I've done in the last five years, you know. So I think you need to challenge yourself too if you're that type of personality. So I think those type, those extremes, I think you get it, what I'm trying to say. So really recognize your personality and then try to work with that within those limits. And I think the other thing with the mindset is to really take a long-term perspective around it. You know, like don't think I want to be doing, you know, I, w- I want to be fit enough to run an ultra marathon in a couple of months, you know, or, you know, I want to be doing 100 push-ups in four weeks or whatever it is. You know, what you should be thinking about is, well, how can I get myself in the position where in a year, in five years, in 10 years' time, I'm going to be still maintaining this and doing this and actually be really fit? So I think mm. if you take that longer-term perspective, because what you should be doing, and, and this counts for the people who are listening to this who are you know, just right at the start, um, and also the people who are you know, further along, is that you actually want to be continually moving forward and improving just you know, gradually, bit by bit, in a sustainable way that allows you to, to keep challenging yourself and keep getting better you know, over a period of years and decades rather than days and weeks. Mm-hmm. It's so true, though. Like I see a lot of people getting involved in in gyms or um, getting involved in sort of like a, a fun run, for example, or a triathlon, uh, where they go, okay, there's a triathlon coming up, and these gyms sort of create sort of these six to eight week programs to kind of get them involved, so they get yep. started. And it's great, but you know, I find that a lot of people push themselves in those six to eight weeks, which is fantastic, right? They push themselves their limits, but oftentimes that they they're burned out so quickly by the end of that training. So they go through this challenge and they they complete that triathlon, um, but at the end of that, they're just so exhausted from the eight weeks of training that they stop. Yeah, you know? and that's not what we want. You know, it's great to get you started, but don't stop. Like you still need to continue on with the exercise because exercise is, like you said, Brad, it's a long-term um, outcome, not a short-term gain just for the next two months and I'm fit, so therefore I don't need any more. Yeah, well, you know, some people would talk about it as being, you know, an essential nutrient. It's actually something your body requires. So it, it needs to be something you want to try and be doing regularly all the time. And, uh, and you know, some people would say even that, that doing it spasmodically by, by, you know, going flat out for a while and then doing nothing for a while, you know, that can be actually 
more stressful for your body than doing nothing or just you know maintaining a low level of exercise consistently. Um, so you've got to be careful about how you're stressing your body out by doing that as well. Hmm. So what are some of the specific actions you guys think, Damon? Let's we'll start with you. Um, what are some of the action steps you think that people need to kind of get? So what's the number one thing? If you're going to start, if I'm a person, right, I'm a person who hasn't exercised in five years. I, you know, I've yep. got a bit of weight around my body and I need to uh, get going. I know I need to exercise. I know people have been telling me all the time. And I'm going to get started. I'm going to decide today that I'm going to start this week on today that I'm going to start. So what should I do first? Well, the first thing you've already done, which is make the decision. So I think that's Excellent. that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing would be to, uh, it could be to enroll someone else in your, in your cause because many people like to do it with somebody else. Uh, so maybe it's calling up a mate or getting on your partner's case. Or if they're less motivated and you've got to be the driver, then take the first step just to walk out the door. But make sure that it's part of your day. So you've got to block it out. You know, if you, some people don't like to get up early, so recognize that if it's not a if it's not a morning gig for you, then just do it as soon as you get home from work. You know, put your runners on or put your runners in your car. So as soon as you, you pull in the driveway, off you go. That's a great tip. I, I, I'm going to add to that too. If you have, a, if you actually enrolled another partner to actually go and do it, and just say you have make an agreement with that partner beforehand, if they don't show up for any exercise, they have to give you a certain X amount of dollars. You know what I mean? Like just say you, you know, say you have to give you ten bucks if they don't show up, and vice versa as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good little incentive, nice. isn't it, for them to make sure that uh, you know each of you are constantly uh, keep each other accountable. I think partners are so important. It's like anything else in life. If you have someone accountable, most likely you can actually follow through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think doing it in a group. What do you think, is... Brett? What's uh, where would you start? Well, I think doing it in a group is great. Um, we've actually just started doing a group with with our practice and getting a few people together to do some exercise and it's it's amazing how just getting some people together and they sort of hold each other that little bit of accountability and keep each other honest in that respect as well um, and it helps motivate people and you know you get some people in that group who might be a little bit competitive which is mostly me and uh, and they start pushing each other a little bit further and you know that, that's really great that you get that um, you know those people bouncing off each other and encouraging each other as well um, but I think look in terms of the exercises I think just keep it really simple um, so, you know, it might just be, like I said, just might just be going for a walk. It might just be a simple walk around the block. Um, it might be, um, you know, if you want to get to the stage of doing some push-ups, say, you, you might start just by leaning against the wall and doing some push-ups against the wall. Um, so, you know, the very minimal movement. Yep. Um, you might be doing a squat where, you know, you're using a chair to help you out with that. So you're, you're using a chair to help you hold on to whilst you go down into a simple squat or a lunge. Um, and you know you might only do five reps of that to start with. You know, it might just be or really two, simple. Or two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like so, if, you're, if you're 140 kilograms, you're, if you're 140 kilos or 150 kilos, just be a little bit careful, you know, because um, or even 100 kilos and and you and you should be a lot smaller than that, and that's double your ideal weight. Just just be careful um, in going and doing a lot of these movements, especially where it's it's your whole body weight. Um, going down because if, if you rip a muscle in your shoulders, it's you're in a lot of you're in a world of pain for a long time. So be really really careful. I love Brett's idea there of doing the push-ups on the wall. I think that's great. Yeah. That's tops. Well, it's just about scaling it then, isn't it? Because you can easily progress from that. From you know you start off doing your push-up against the wall, and you can gradually increase the number of those you're doing, and then you know you can start to then go from there to a you know a push-up against a a bench, say where you're sort of on a 45 degree angle. Uh, you can progress from there to then doing push-ups on your knees. You can progress from there to doing a full push-up. You can progress from there to do a push-up with weight on there. You know, you can you can take that and you can scale it 
for a, for a long period of time. You know, that might take you years to get to that stage from the really basic, you know, push up against the wall right through to a, you know, a full push up with weight on there. You know, that might be a five year progression, but it just such a simple movement allows you to do so much um, that you can you can start simple, but once again have that long term plan as well. Yeah, you don't need to do push ups years- like Brett though. You know who does it with a, with his finger. <laughs> One finger. <laughs> That's right. With uh, with with uh, <laughs> with uh, with three people um, sitting on his back. Yeah, that's so, right. So, um, yeah, that's right. You're trying to give him a back wax, but uh, <laughs> with their teeth. And uh, what I was going to say, they brought that five year thing, uh, that five year progression thing, could could actually blow a lot of people's minds to to bits right now because they're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm just going to do you know some push ups on a wall, and it's going to take me five years to get to a proper push up. What you probably find is that by you know when you start to get your confidence up and your ligaments get a little bit toned, and you're gonna you will get a little bit more adventurous, and you might actually start to do things that are outside of you know just what would be safe and so you know try not to limit yourself to what's just safe but in the first couple of weeks when you get into your exercise you know move through it just work out you know what's going to strain and stretch your ligaments just that little bit so you get tiny little micro tears not massive big rips because the tiny little micro tears will allow your muscles and your tendons get a little bit stronger and uh, and your ligaments and and that's that's what you're wanting to achieve in the early phase of your exercise just that little bit of improved um tightness and 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 toughness in those little muscles and ligaments so they're a little bit sore but they should recover within two days i think that's the hardest part with exercise you know getting started with exercise is that fine balance between doing enough to actually you know that get get some benefits but not doing overdoing it and actually creating injury and i find that you know sort of we talk about having an accountability group and you know there's no better accountability than actually showing up to like a group fitness class or go into it with a personal trainer, um, which I like. And the problem with that is sometimes that you watch what other people are doing and go, oh, I can do that, or I should do that. And that's great motivation, but at the same time, you know, you might have a, a injured, sh- you know, bad shoulder from, you know, a cricket injury from years ago, and you're going to tweak it. Or you're just going to do some jumping up and down that you're going to tweak your knee that you've had problems from netball or whatever it is. And I think it's that fine balance, isn't it? I, don't you guys agree that that's a huge problem in terms of exercise? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, Lawrence, because I'm definitely a competitive person by nature. And yeah. uh, and I reckon <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I've done exactly what you're talking about, I'd probably be doing all right because I do have to stop myself from getting there with a group and it'll be you know a different exercise that I don't usually do. And I'll be the one that wants to go, you know, right out there. I can actually remember, you know, when I started training for my ultra marathon, I got together with these guys who were doing some practice runs through the hills. And so I thought, great, this will be fun. You know, I'll just run with the guys at the front of the group. And they were so much better than I was. It was ridiculous that, you know, I was a couple of Ks down the road out of a, I don't know, a 16K run or something. And I was just cactus and yeah. absolutely nothing left. <laughs> and so it, it is important and it's something that, I think you learn to get better at as you go along. At least that's what I'm hoping. And um, but it's it is finding that balance. I think. And I think what really it comes to listening to your body. Um, you know, not letting those outside influences really affect you. Um, and listening to your body because I think you you generally, if you truly listen to your body, you know when you're pushing it and you're overdoing it. Um, and so then it's a matter of you know not letting that ego get in the way of what your body's trying to tell you and actually just stopping and listening to it. Yeah. Um, but I think the other the other side of that, as you mentioned, is also understanding that you know there is a certain degree of 
discomfort that is a good discomfort. And so it's, it's finding that difference between is this a bit uncomfortable or is this actually becoming painful? Hmm. And I think if it's a bit uncomfortable, you know, is this kind of like a, you know, it kind of feels like a bit of a discomfortable but it kind of feels like it's doing me some good at the same time, then that probably hmm. means you're about right. Hmm. If it's, do you know what, this is actually starting to hurt, then you're probably pushing it a bit too far as well. So it's about finding that fine balance there. Um, and to some degree, that's, you know, you only learn that from trial and error in some respects and that, and that probably doesn't sound like the best advice for people because they're thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, what are you saying? I have to go and injure myself to figure out what I can do. But uh, but I think you do get better at that as you go along, definitely. I can just imagine the three of us trying to do exercise together one day and, uh, the, <laughs> oh my God, that would be a gong show. One of us is going to get hurt, I guarantee it. <laughs> just the competitive. Yeah. But here, I'm going to just give you my own personal experience about that, Brett. Um, you know, recently, about nine months ago, I, I was working out and um, I actually injured my wrist at uh when just picking up a weight or my personal trainer hand me a weight that so it was a little bit heavy and i sprained it at the time it was a pen pen, yeah yeah it was a pen (laughs) (laughs) don't tell people that man it's embarrassing um but the thing is is though at the time and this is goes with all injury and this is i think is a good lesson is that all with all injury at the beginning it, it it hurts for a second but you, you kind of think, well, you know what, eh, that's not too bad. And because it was a joint, you think, oh, you know, it's not too bad. And you thought, you know, I can push through it. And I actually continued on exercising that day. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, like, it, like you guys know, with joints, it does take a bit of time for the swelling to occur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might be five minutes or ten minutes down the track. And that's I, the next day I literally couldn't lift a pen. I couldn't wow. lift a pen at all. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, it took me almost uh, four to uh, about five months uh, before I was actually pain-free. And, you know, it's pretty tough for me as, as a chiropractor adjusting. And so I had to compensate quite a bit. So the lesson learned there is that if, especially with joints like wrist or knees and things like that, when if you do feel a tweak, it, it's although it's not painful at the time, it's best to just kind of back off for a second and just allow the, your body just to kind of go through the motions of healing, which is inflammation, which is a normal process. And to realize that, do can I actually continue? Um, you know, if it's a muscle strain and stuff, you're obviously going to hurt, but... So that, those are a little bit okay, but I think you got to be careful when it comes to joints. So just a little, I don't know, from my experience. I, th- I think the other thing that comes into that, which is really what we're talking about here, is knowledge and how important knowledge is when it comes to exercise and fitness. Um, and so I often, well, I pretty much always will recommend to people if they're just starting out, then you know if you can and if you can got the time and you can afford to, then getting yourself a personal trainer at least to very start with. Just to show you the right way to do things, the right technique to do things with, you know, the right posture to do your exercises in uh, is really valuable to, to learn it right from the start so that you're not learning bad habits and, and progressing those over time um, is really valuable. And if, yeah. you're not, if you can't do it that way, then at the very least, you know, do some research. You know, nowadays you can go on YouTube, you can go on the internet, you can, you know, you can see videos of how to do a squat with good technique and people explaining what's good and what's bad so that, you know, you can check out what you're doing in the mirror and see whether you're doing it right. And, um, you know, there's lots of resources out there. There's some really good books on, you know, lifting technique and all that sort of stuff. So it's important to arm yourself with a, a bit of knowledge there to make sure that you're doing it well and you're not actually doing yourself harm. Mm. so true personal trainer i think is one of the best investment anybody can make you know they, they're there to keep you accountable they're there to make sure that you're doing it right um you know and um, really they're the one i don't i don't like to think when i exercise like i just like someone to tell me this is what you got to do and uh, it pushes you it pushes you pushes your limits a little bit because you will always underestimate what you can do typically and yeah. um and, but they're there to kind of push you but in a safe manner i think that's why you know, a good 
personal trainer will do that for you. Absolutely. And I think the other thing we were going to talk about, I think, Damo, you might like to talk a little bit about getting enough rest when you're exercising because that's really important too. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people go really hard. And Brett, you and I were talking about this before in doing Insanity. Um, and Insanity is that, you know, that, that full-on intense um, insane. max. Insane. Insane. Max, yeah, insane. <laughs> max intense, you know, interval training where you do, you're just doing that stuff that just and it just keeps on getting harder and harder and harder. And you said by the time you got to the end of it that you were feeling adrenally fatigued. And this can actually happen because of the endorphin rush. You can get pretty excited about exercise. And, and when you start to get out, getting out there and you feel the benefits, people start to comment on you and, and you know, you're, you're noticing the benefits. Everyone else around you is noticing the benefits. You can get a little bit addicted to it. And as a result, you don't allow your body to rest and repair. Now, the dangers of that are quite significant because if you don't rest and repair, um, you, you run the risk of doing more significant damage to your muscles and your joints, just as we've just been speaking about. But also, you can burn your adrenal glands out, you know, running through all the cortisol and adrenaline, so adrenaline cycles that we've spoken about in other calls before. And, uh, and, and that can set you up for massive failure too because at the, at the end of your exercise, um, you're going to crash. And when you crash, you're going to binge on food, you're not going to exercise, you're going to sleep a whole lot and you're going to undo all that hard work so give yourself permission to rest and you should really break your exercise up and and uh, and give yourself some space at least a couple of times a week yeah and you know if people haven't listened to the interview we did with jeff spencer um that'd be a great one to have a listen to because he was actually talking about the high performance athletes and he actually mentioned on that interview that um you know he saw improvements in high performance athletes not from training more and more and more but actually when they took the time to rest properly um, yeah. And that sometimes that was more effective for them than actually working on their training regime was actually working on their resting regime, which was really fascinating. Mm, he, he, yeah. actually, um, he actually talks about this uh, world-class um, motocross racer. He tells a story. I've been, I've been uh, speaking with Jeff quite a bit, and, and he talks about this motocross racer who, who just couldn't nail this, um, this particular trick down. So he spent hours and hours and just kept on doing it, and, and he told him that he should back off right now because you're going to hurt yourself. But he's, he was so stubborn, right? Type A personality, so stubborn, he wanted to nail it and just kept on going. And, you know, eventually he actually broke his collarbone and was out for the season. Mm. You know, so it's very yeah. important to know when you're physically and mentally tired to back yeah. off, you know, because you need that rest. And it's not, it's not doing your body any good by pushing it through. Yeah. And, and I think this... Go, Damien. Sorry, I've got a mate. His name's Sean Richardson, and he's a Canadian Canadian guy. Imagine having two Canadian mates. Hey, <laughs> fly the flag. Hey, and um, he he's actually um, he he represented Canada um, in rowing. So he was. I'm not sure what position he was on the on the on the boat when he was rowing, but uh, in two um, attempts to uh, go into the Olympics just before the Olympic Games, like literally a week out, he uh, did a significant injury. And so he's a psychologist. He then went on to study um, resilience and then to try and work out uh, the breaking points of people in their training. And mm. so he did his PhD then um, in you know when people actually, or when athletes actually at that breaking point. And uh, and so he was actually the coach for St Kilda up until, or the the mindset coach for St Kilda's up until maybe twelve months ago. So. He's the, he speaks about that all the time. I reckon we could get him on the call. I think people would like that. Yeah, I do. I know Sean myself. Actually, that's cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. him. Yeah. This would be great. For Sounds mindset. good. 
So I think the key to it then is, is once again, it comes back to listening to your body, is understand when your body is telling you that it's had enough, that it's feeling fatigued, that, that you know, you're pushing yourself too hard, you've got to listen to that and listen to those signals and give yourself that opportunity to rest. Um, by the same token, once again, as we spoke about before, you've got to make sure you schedule some time for your exercise because if you're waiting till the end of the day, till everything else is done to do your exercise, then you're probably going to be feeling tired and fatigued most of the time and you're not going to actually end up getting in the exercise. Um, and for most people, what they'll find is if they do get a bit of exercise into their day, particularly if they do it at the start of the day, that it will actually, rather than fatiguing them, it'll actually give them more energy. So as long as you're not overdoing it, it's actually going to give you more energy in your day. So so don't use that as a sort of reason not to exercise, uh, but bear in mind that you don't want to overdo it at the same time. That's it. Mm, excellent. And so one last thing I think to add to this, for those people who have been exercising and they so-called exercising is, you know, walking around, say walking 30 minutes a day or whatever and doing that for the last five years. I think you need to challenge yourself a little bit more than that. Like you need to kind of expand, you know, to 45 minutes or to an hour or faster pace. Um, because if you're doing the same thing over and over variety. again. Pardon? Or adding a bit more variety. Yeah, because I think if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're not challenging your body enough and you're just basically stagnant. Even though you are doing exercise, it's great, but it's not good enough and you need to kind of change it. So uh, mm -hmm. make sure you do do that. So another great episode, guys. Thank you very much for your lovely insights uh, and your mindsets and your tips. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Uh, all right, so make sure you check us out on thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below this particular episode. Tell us what you think, um, what we, well, some of the comments we made, I guess some of the tips, and maybe give us some of your tips of getting started on exercise and how to have a rest, um, you know, have a restful situation, uh, rest, I guess, in your <laughs> exercise. I'm losing my words today because I think Brett stole my summary. So anyway, what's that? You're wixing your moods up, mate. Um, blah, 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 blah. It's getting pretty late. So uh, make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and sign us up for, sign up for notice for each episode and download us on iTunes. Until next week, beginning creating wellness to your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guys Show. Not helping, boys. Not helping. <laughs>